0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gavin. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Hi, yeah. How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: Coming off of that pre-release high.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> high, is that the word? No, pre-release stress. It's better than pre-release sickness, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's, 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 it's been good. We had a lot of people for pre-release. It's just the good. most people that we've had in store for no, roughly two years.
0: Yeah, because
1: I, you know, pre-releases before now have had pretty poor attendance, like Adventures and Midnight Hunt and Crimson Bar pretty poor. Understandable, attendance. but yeah, over over two days we ran pre-releases. We had forty-one players. Oh, sweet! Which is nice. Uh, everyone seems to have a good time. Uh, <sighs> magic players are <were> exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's cool, like you know, people like pre-releases is, is absolutely the best magic gets, right? It's just. Yeah, people oh, yeah. maybe some of whom don't really play magic outside of their own home very often just getting excited about new cards and having a good time hanging out and it's it's really nice but God they talk <laughs> about about anything <laughs> all of the time and I th- it's just, like they'll come and have like a five minute conversation and that'll be it but then I've had five minute conversations with 10 people back to back who are all saying very similar things about... Yeah,
0: hey, look at my sealed pool, look at my sealed pool, look at my sealed pool. How do you think I should (laughs) build this? Look at this this?
1: deck I built, and I have to look at it and go, yeah, it seems...
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I do do miss that, to be honest, I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, it's nice, like, speaking to people, people are excited to be out, and, you know, people's first magic event for a long time, or whatever, it's just, oh, it's very tiring, after a certain amount of time, you know? (laughs) There's only only so many, many, like, so long I could be nice for. Uh, and then on the Friday evening, we are also running a modern M, which meant that there are uh, like 40 people in the room at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you've got people who, you know, it, all that's happening and then two players can't find their opponent and then you're looking for them for five minutes and, to run yeah. on, and then you find out that the two people whose opponents you can't find are playing each other for some reason, despite the fact that the, the neither of them have the correct name. For the people they're supposed to be playing and <laughs> a bunch of people being like mortally offended if i've asked them if they've got the companion app on their phone I'm like oh could you just download it because it you know makes my life a lot easier makes your life a lot easier we will get this done more efficiently and it helps us in terms of wpn status and they're like what I'm like, okay i'm not going to track your data i just want you to type in just make your name poopy butt i don't care what your name is on the companion app just do it please that um, sounds
0: absolutely awful, but also I cannot think of anything else I'd want more right now.
1: Yeah, right. So I just wish I could smell, like, stale monster BO and farts yeah. off the GP Hall, you know? Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> so there are much better places to be, but no else I'd rather be.
0: Yeah, uh, 100%, 100%. Well, it sounds fantastic, though. I mean, I I think it it sounds like a a good representation of of what I've seen in terms of conversations around Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Online. Like, everybody seems super hyped. Everybody looked like they were going up to pre-release. I I think magic's back. I think good magic's back, finally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, people... uh, I mean, you know, the pandemic's officially over here. Um, You can't test. There are no isolation rules, so fuck it. uh, What are you supposed to... Even if you want to do Quote unquote the right thing you literally can't so yeah um but yeah I mean so people are going to just attend magic events now when you know, we had that big uh, Axion event a couple of weeks ago mm. which looked like a, a great success people were really excited to be out so you know that's something at least yeah. <laughs> magic is definitely back
0: yeah yeah been? definitely oh it's um <laughs> i had a real a real roller coaster of a week i guess really i mean in terms of my my day-to-day stuff there's no change but i was gonna buy a house and then i didn't so that was the <laughs> that was that uh pretty much <laughs> came off, came off the call to record this podcast last week and then uh, spotted a house that was in a good location that was incredibly affordable, that was kind of like in a perfect for what where we've sort of been looking for, but not quite um, and then went to view the house the next day and then the next day after that put in an offer and it was accepted and then got a mortgage approved, and then <laughs> yesterday the sellers decided to take the house off the market, and we no longer have a house, so that was uh that was the time
1: that'll show you for trying to be a homeowner,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I've seen I, think, so many.
0: I guess what my problem was was maybe I did I did have a coffee yesterday morning and then yesterday afternoon they took the house away, so that was it, right?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I've seen a lot of completely batshit takes about home ownership recently. Um it sucks that <laughs> you yep. managed to find somewhere that was actually affordable and you you wanted to go and live and you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess you're just gonna rent forever. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll see,
0: we'll see, we'll see what happens, but rollercoaster of a week, real rollercoaster of a week.
1: Yeah, that sucks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My problems seem kind of trivial by comparison. I mean,
0: it's hardly a a problem, because I'm still fine where I am now, but like, (laughs) this time last week I had no plans to buy a house, and then in the space of a week I I was about to buy one (laughs) and had it snatched away from me, so. (laughs) You
1: finally decided to give up the uh, lattes and avocado toaster.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is the only way you could possibly afford a house, of course Yep Well, that sucks well, Of course, hope, you know, of course Something comes back on the market or something
0: I, I mean, I, I assume it'll all work out in the end Not in any any rush, really But that's yeah, just, yeah, it's the most eventful thing to, me, to happen to me
1: I mean, you assume it'll work out for the best And in the year 2022 Why wouldn't you be unapologetically optimistic? I yeah. think <laughs> it's gone great so far <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Magic looks sweet though. Uh, so I, I got a box of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, cracked that open, and that was uh, one of, if not the worst, uh, boxes of magic I've opened in terms of EV, but mm-hmm. that's not why we open boxes. We know this. We talk about this a lot. Uh, it was fun. It was super fun to open the box, opened it on stream. Uh, the highlights of my box were like 2 Different versions of Nashi and a Soren marker from the list, so that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting time. But there you was know, uh, open
1: boxes for money. That's, yeah, that's
0: how course. it works. Sure. It's, uh, there was there uh, those basic lands are incredible though, absolutely incredible in person. Got 13 yeah, of them nice. from the box, so that that tracks quite nicely. Um, it was a bit better than one and three packs. So you know, might not have pulled any any Perseges, um but I did did open higher than average uh Okioe lands, so that's good. Do need to buy yeah. some more though, because they're amazing. I want to use those as basics and everything now.
1: Yeah, they that's so, so nice. Um, <laughs> it was funny, because like, I was walking around uh, just watching people's games, seeing people's seal pools and stuff, and every time I was like, oh, those lands are really cool, because I hadn't seen them in person yet, they'd just, like, yeah. snatch them and be like, I'm not getting rid of them, I was like, I wasn't suggest, dude, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's fine, you can have them <laughs> but uh, they're really nice, I mean, all the cards look really cool, uh, yeah. like, all of the we, we complained about all of the different variants and how many there are um, and how it was hard to know where they came from, whatever, but seeing some of the variants in person, they look amazing, they really do so, yeah,
0: like- that's it, there's, there's an abundance absolute abundance of different arts and treatments, but they do all look cool, like, you, can, you can't deny that. Like, they all look sweet. It's just impossible to know which is the quote-unquote good one and which is the, the less-than-good one, I guess.
1: Yep. And uh, everyone got some massive dragons.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Big dragon cards, and apparently they're worth loads of money, so that's nice.
0: Yeah, it looks <laughs> like there was a, a couple of different, different sort of, I guess region locked promotions we got some big oversized dragons uh, in in Europe and then there were some like small like charms like charms that were given away in um, in Asia so that's cool it's cool that we got some special regional promos I don't know if America got anything I haven't seen anybody posting about it but it's nice to do a little bit extra
1: yeah for sure I mean they're really cool people are paying absurd amounts of money for them um but I have my set. I'm sure I'll put them somewhere in my house at some point because they're very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They they're not
0: for me, but I'm sure somebody will appreciate them out there. I mean, I I, I do own a couple of oversized cards, but it's like a chaos orb and library of alexandria, like really really cool old ones that they're never going to actually print again. Uh they do a lot for me. As it, it for the, the big probably... old dragons.
1: They'll probably never do another oversized Kura the Boundless Sky, so <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's true, that's true,
0: right? yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, maybe I should snap them all up then.
1: <laughs> my long term investment, yeah, <laughs> it's an oversized Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Dragon, yeah, that's cool. yes, yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. I hope we can uh, we can fire some drafts of it because people were not into Crimson Vow, which is understandable. Um. So, but yeah, it seems seems good. The value is lacking. Everyone was asking me what they should be, you know, looking for in terms of opening, and I said Bursagi, and that was it. Yeah.
0: Yep, it's yeah, it is literally just you, but
1: just Bursagi. I mean, I guess Jinkata. I mean, it's not yeah,
0: Jinkatactius and. Uh... Like the Wandering Emperor's worth a bit as well. Tamio as well. Like, for obviously, Phyrexian and Tamio is worth a decent amount. Uh, <laughs> looking at the uh, the list on MTG stocks, the seventh highest uh, card in the set is the Shrine Token. So, Jesus yeah, look Christ. out for your Shrine. Look <laughs> out for your <laughs> look out for your Shrine tokens. <laughs> but I think I think that's I think I mean, that's I think that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, like that, that's cool. I think that that's not necessarily necessarily a bad thing. I think it's kind of just symptomatic of just how into this product everybody is. Everybody seems to think it's like a super cool set. Everybody's been buying boxes. Everybody's been going to pre-releases. Everybody's just been opening packs and packs and packs of this. And and that's cool. It's really cool to see. I feel like we haven't really seen that for, for a long time now. Almost like War of the Spark level. Like People are really, really into this. And, and I love that. I really like to see that. Yeah. Especially since like how a couple of months ago it seemed to be that this was going to be an incredibly divisive set. Like, people were really on the fence about this being like, this oh, cyberpunk, sci-fi, this isn't my Magic the Cavern. This this is too high-tech for my fantasy game. It's really cool to see that, oh, once the set has come out, people, like, all of the naysayers have kind of disappeared and everybody's kind of reveling in just how much they, they love this set.
1: It's almost as if those people are really boring and actually have no conviction in their stupid opinions and just do it for some kind of weird internet points. Yeah. <laughs> people that complain about kind of stuff are weird. I don't know, like, you know, this block had loads of big sci-fi mechs in it. The, the entire of Mirrodin and Anuphoraxia is extremely sci-fi. There are a bunch of sci-fi tropes in the whole thing anyway. It's, like, it's silly. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: the amount of crossover between sci-fi and fantasy is... Like across everything, is is massive anyway. Like it, it kind of all comes down to what the technology is and how you use it. And you know, it's Magic the Gathering. Yes, there's some technology here, but there's very much still magic behind that technology. And uh, even then, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Most of these cards aren't going to see play anywhere, anyway. Like just just enjoy it while it's here.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I just don't really take my conversations on the integrity of fantasy lore from people who wear Captain America t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So this, this isn't true to the, the fantasy tropes of magic. The gathering says man in pickle Rick t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, buddy. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's a great. Set. And I like, I see that there's not a lot of value pretty much outside of beside And then like some old core yeah. stuff. Um, I think you know, Junji is like a little bit, but like like you said, like the seventh most expensive card of the Shrine token, which yeah. is consistently good advice. Like if there's a rare token, you should take it. Like the like Kraken tokens from Thera sets or whatever are always worth taking. Emblems they're always like a couple of bucks.
0: Um, yeah, I believe with so, the the Shrine token is is actually from the Commander set so I think that's why it's so high because it's only in the Commander products, ah. but then can also appear in the set boosters as well.
1: Yeah, like the uh the commander only cards like the the legendary shrine commander. Yeah. yeah. That in foil is worth a bizarre amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um just cuz of scarcity currently, I imagine. Uh but yeah, it's it's nice that like it's a set that isn't really value driven, but also yeah. is still cool because we've had a lot of sets that were like there's no value to be opened and it's boring and I don't like it. Yeah, his kamigo is cool. <laughs> like it's still a cool set, and it still seems like the limited format is probably slightly more complex than some recent sets, but it's still very cool and and has a lot of replayability. So,
0: yeah, it seems to be yeah, definitely. I've played that. one draft of it so far. I drafted blue black vehicles and it was surprisingly coherent. It was it was really sweet actually. Sweet. Made a really cool draft format.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's nice not to have like a battle for Zendikar or an X-Lan, You know. <laughs> yeah. 100 percent. Yeah like the limit is good and even if the cards aren't worth money they're still cool
0: yeah yeah Which is what we want. no super super cool but yeah uh, Visejo is obviously the big hit and I've I've seen some takes on Visejo this week I think uh, I've seen that, that, that thing which seems to happen with every set now it's like it's pre-release weekend so obviously the prices on a lot of the cards are sky high at the same time a lot of the the prices on a lot of the cards are incredibly undervalued because people haven't figured out the, you know, how good some of these cards are yet. And mm-hmm. I just see some like just awful, horrendous takes on, on Basagi in particular, and people being incredibly upset that it is an expensive card and that oh, this price is never going to hold because it's not a good card. And I just, I just don't understand where they're getting these these takes from. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these takes are born out of people who don't want to spend lots of money on magic cards, which is a perfectly yeah. reasonable place to be. Oh, um, absolutely. A lot of magic cards are way too expensive, but then they're like, oh, it can't be that expensive though, because I don't, I want one and I don't want to spend that kind of money. Yeah. See, also we should ban Ragavan and Nerza Saga because I don't want to pay the amount of money that those cost. Yeah. And that's, you know, relatively reductive, but it's also, it <laughs> also tracks, um, that people don't want things to be expensive that they want. They don't think, oh, all of you are silly for buying Jews at 25 pounds or 30 pounds. Because it will never be that much, and I genuinely think that it's like I don't want to spend that much money on that. is is effectively what it comes down to, and also yeah. a lot of people who don't seem to see the value of cards. Um, and I think I think it's somewhat of an extension of like the commander mentality, and like commander being the format where like in order to assess cards as good, they have to be immediately extremely powerful.
0: Yeah, totally. Not,
1: not assessing what they're like in in other formats. So, Ragavan isn't great in commander. So your assessment of that, if you just play Commander, is probably going to be slightly different to someone who plays Legacy Modern all the time. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's I think
0: Yeah, I think that's where I've seen sort of a, a lot of takes from. So a lot of people were comparing the price of Persegu to the price of Raghavan, the price of Solitude, and saying that oh, because Persegu is in uh, you know regular price boosters, a lot of boosters are going to be opened. It's never going to hold a hold a high value. It's going to plummet down to like three pounds a card. <laughs> and I just, Three. Yeah. Pounds. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a rare in a set that's going to be mass opened, and that's I just not
1: I, what determines price. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just. Seriously, that's my yeah. least favorite argument of any argument. Yeah. I. I just. Oh, but I, it's an uncommon. Why is it worth money? <sighs>
0: yeah. I. I. I just. I don't think that's true at all. I, yeah, I did get a bit of an, a bit of an argument with one person as well, who was comparing it to, to Ragavan and Solitude, from Modern Horizons 2 specifically, and saying that, oh, Besejo isn't like those cards, it's never going to hold those prices, and, and my argument is yeah, you isn't like those cards, it's much better than those cards. Like, yep. Ragavan and Solitude are playable in, like, two formats. Well, I guess one one format now, if you're Ragavan. <laughs> <laughs> and you specifically need you know four of each of those and they're inexpensive booster packs you've got all that driving the price but if those cards get banned in those formats you're going to see you know if they both get banned in not that they would but if they do both get banned in modern legacy the price on those cards are going to plummet because they are not very good in commander they're not very good yeah i mean they're, they're not legal anywhere else really i think the, is it- the opposite is true for, for besage you you is is already an auto include in every single commander every single commander deck that can play Forest, which I looked on EDH Rec, there was over four hundred and fourteen thousand. Um they all play forest, they can all play Persage You and get considerably better. That that's your flaw for this card. Your flaw for this card is it goes in over four hundred thousand different decks. Not like yep. oh it goes into two strategies in competitive magic. The fact that this card also does fit into competitive strategies in Standard, Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, and Vintage is just extra. It's just a nice bit of gravy on top that, yeah, absolutely will drive the price high, but because that, that floor is considerably high from Commander alone, it's always going to have a good good price tag. I, I think comparing this to something like Ragabana Solitude is completely wrong, and really, you should be looking at cards like Smothering Tithe and, and Ristic Study. That's the comparison you should be making here.
1: Yeah, and it's it's easier to include in decks than those cards.
0: Yeah, yeah, Cause... absolutely. Because it's it's a land and taps for green and comes in. Like at the worst, it's a, it's an untapped land that comes in for green. Tap yeah, the the,
1: the like... only thing it has that a forest doesn't is you can't find it off rampant growth effects. Yeah, and it it uh, sucks against blood moon.
0: But yeah, if you're
1: playing commander with people playing blood moon, I don't really understand why you're still friends with those people oh I yeah mean, it doesn't suck uh, against
0: blood moon because you cycle it from your channel it from your hand and destroy the blood moon destroy the blood moon yeah it's, it's great <laughs> like, it's very true it's, it's actually uh, good against blood moon it's better than a forest yeah,
1: yeah for sure i mean I, I i can just do my my patented this is this is why cards are expensive rant yeah like i think because a lot of people just seem to think that price is born out of rarity and i don't i don't understand that at all like yeah oh this is a mythic therefore it's no like there are some f- fucking awful mythics right. like there are mythics that are not worth the card stock they're printed on um the fact that their mythic has nothing to do with playability the, the like it, cards don't get less expensive because of their their rarity or whatever oh it's a rare it'll be opening all these booster packs but yeah but if the demand is there because of the amount of playability that was what will drive the price yeah and people were complaining about the price of ragavan and you know the price of ragavan is insanely high, and do I think it should be cheaper? Sure. From yeah. a, I think people should be able to access Absolutely. the best cards in, in every format. I don't think that modern decks should cost $2,000. Um, but... Also, you have to understand that it's not just like some kind of shadowy cabal of, of retailers who are deciding these prices and thinking, yes, we will charge 90 pounds for a ragavan because that is how much it should be and we want to return from our boxes or whatever the fuck people think that prices are determined by. I don't just pull a number out of a hat when I'm pricing cards for our website. I compare them to the prices on card market, on other competitive retailers in the UK and certain cards, like, you know, TCG player, Star City Games Ch- channel Fireball, depending on like what the card is. And what are the current going rates? And if I go on card market and type in Ragavan Nimble Belfer, and all of the copies are seventy euros or above, why the fuck am I selling it to you for forty quid?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The fact that you want an accessible copy is—I agree. You, it, magic should be accessible, and you shouldn't have to spend loads of money to get into certain formats. But the fact that you want it to be true doesn't make it true. Uh, this is still it's still a symptom of of capitalism at the end of the day, and. These the reason these cards are expensive is because they're desirable so everyone wants Ragavan because if you want to play a tier one strategy in Modern you're probably playing Ragavan and so when Ragavan comes out it's £25 and people buy their copies and then we decide oh Ragavan is the the best card in the format that's that's hyperbole but you know what I mean it's yeah. an extremely playable card that if you want to be competitive Modern you should be playing and then all the £25 copies they're gone so okay well if they all sold out at £25 what if I try them at £30 Oh, all the £30 copies have sold. Oh, all the £40 copies have sold. The £50 copies, the £60 copies, the £70 copies have sold. Yeah, Because there is a desire. Because the people that want them understand that if they want to play that strategy, they will have to buy that card for that amount of money. And yeah. you you can wait around to see if it goes down, but it probably won't. It's why things are like a pre-release, like the inflated prices people buy at, I consistently buy things at pre-release for inflated prices, mainly foils and stuff because I'm an idiot and I want the card now. And I am a bird who goes all shiny and buy the thing. And <laughs> I understand that I could get that card in three months time for probably half the price that I paid for it, but I want it now because it's nice to have. Yeah. Um, and you can wait around for it to go down but it's probably going to go up oh, I'll, I won't buy Urza Sagas now because this price is heavily inflated it's only a rare, it will be opened oh no, it's gone up 20% because it's a playable card it's it's yeah. one of the best cards in a format so all of the copies at that, that, that more affordable I shouldn't say an affordable price more affordable price were bought up by people who bit the bullet and bought them and now all those copies are gone so people who have them are like well, if they were going to buy for that I'll put them up 10% and I'll put them up 10% and I'll put them up 10% you was slightly inflated at the start, so like it was selling between thirty and forty pounds, and and now it's closer to between twenty five to thirty.
0: Yeah,
1: just because a load of them have been opened, and people are like, "Oh god, this is the only expensive card I opened from my box or my pre release pack. I am just going to ship it so I can get some value back if I need to," or "I have no use for this card," or "I would rather have thirty pounds to play another pre release, for example, or whatever." Yeah, fair enough. Would own the card, but those are gonna th- those are gonna be put for sale between retailers and private sellers. And then if all of those copies sell at 25 pounds, they're going to go up again. Yeah. And, and the ones that, and if it sticks at 30 pounds, it's because there are consistently B copies available for 30 pounds. It's not because we've decided it's 30 pounds and maybe someone will put it down like, okay, well, I need to sell this to make some money, so I'll sell it for 20. And then if that if that sits there, then Ooh, the price is 20, right? That's generally how it works. Like if I'm trying yep. to sell something and I want to sell it for less than market value and it doesn't sell, that kind of becomes the new floor.
0: Yeah, definitely. because if
1: no one's buying that cheap Jesus no one's going to buy it any expensive and that's how prices fluctuate generally and again it's like it's very very like a, very much a reductive way to look at it but, but prices are based on what sells and at what price like you can't and it's, it's impossible to print things into the dirt like so the new Thalia like Thalia Guardian of Heaven from yeah. Innistrad Crimson Vow is like three quid and historically, Thalia has been anywhere up to 20 pounds at the height of human's popularity in modern. Yeah, And that is a combination. It's not just, oh, it's been reprinted, so it's cheap. Because we've seen many, many cars get reprinted and go up in price. It's been reprinted again in an accessible way in a standard booster pack at rare. And Thalia isn't particularly playable anymore. Yeah. So there's very little demand for it. So you start pre selling them at £6, because that's historically the price Slalier has been, and no one buys them, so you put them down to five. No one buys them, put them down to four. No one buys them, put them down to three. Okay, they start selling. £3 is about the floor for this card. Same happened with Tamagove. The reason Tamagove was so cheap, and the reason Tamagove shrugged off so many reprints before and continued to be a £100 card is because it was extremely desirable. It was because uh, well, if I want to play Modern or Legacy, I have to I have to buy a play set of Tarmogoyfs, and they keep selling, so this is just the price. And then yeah. Fatal Push comes out, <laughs> again, <redactive, laughs> Tarmogoyf becomes much less attractive, yeah. and it gets another reprint, so it goes down. Because less people need Tarmogoyf, because Tarmogoyf is not a, a main player in Modern anymore, and certainly not in Legacy, so there's less demand for it. So it, it gets reprinted. We pre-sell 50 pounds because, oh, it's time ago and it'll go up again, but, oh, no one buys them. So we put it down. And these are the things that drive the price. There's not some kind of, like, magical formula for working out cards price outside of, like, what is everyone else selling them at? Yeah. And if you want to ch- meaningfully change the price of magic cards, you need to... Every <laughs> seller in the entire world needs to come together and decide that, that they want to make smaller profits on their thing. The way that we decide profits is, okay, so I... I paid cost price £60 for this booster box that I'm going to open for stock I need to recoup roughly £65 from this box to make it worth opening to sell Yeah, and that is another way in which we determine prices it was the problem with Battle for Zendikar in that you'd, uh, the, the money all went to the expeditions so basically everything else in the set was worth nothing because you were looking for the expeditions uh, these are the, the, the ways in which we determine prices on the secondary market um and that the, the fact that it's a rare in a standard booster pack has basically no effect on yeah, the sage's price i mean look at yeah. expressive iteration which yeah, is an expressive uncommon iteration. In a standard booster look at look uh, at the veil uh, of summer
0: yeah. look at look at lightning bolt how many times has lightning bolt been printed at all of the rarities including common and lightning yep. bolt is, is a pound still. And if you think about how many lightning bolts are out there in the world, yep. card market you won't get one cheaper than a pound.
1: Yeah, because it's playable. Like it's not yeah. like and there are loads of other commons in those packs that go in the bin because yeah. they're not worth anything, because they're undesirable. When you open it's just, when you open a pack, <laughs> yeah. the cards you're looking at are the ones that are worth money because they're desirable. And and then you know there's a card that isn't particularly like it not particularly playable but has like a, a rare printing like a judge printing maybe or some kind of like like the champs promos right the champs promos Mutavolt. yeah, yeah that is yeah. one that is motivated by the fact that it's an extremely rare card that has not not a lot of printings not the fact that Mutavolt's is one of the best cards and so when I say oh this really nice version of mutavault is six hundred pounds you go oh I don't want that and yeah yeah because it's not particularly desirable to you because it's a lot of money to spend for a thing that you can buy for for five pounds yeah. Like yeah, a Deadly Dispute is like a £2 common from Adventure in the Forgotten Realms and why is it £2? Because everyone wants them for their pauper deck <laughs> <laughs> or, their, or their commander deck, because they're yeah. sold out everywhere because people keep buying them, because they, they pre-sold at 20p and they all went and they were the first common to go for every retailer so they went, oh, okay, we'll try it at 50p, oh those have all gone we'll try it at a pound, oh those have all gone it's not just like we we think you're an idiot who will pay these prices it's, it's based on data and, and what happens in the market and what they're selling at Anyway, that's my line. Yeah. That's why is twenty quid and isn't going to go down to ten pounds because it's a rare in a standard pack.
0: Yeah, that's it. I've just I've just seen some like just truly unhinged t- takes from like <laughs> everything from here, comparing it to to Ragavan, to comparing it to Castle Brig, because that was a rare. That was a green rare in a standard set, and it was like I just uh, those yeah, cards. That's, that's that, like, a, how like, so. I don't understand. Like I know Magic players are like typically awful at card evaluation, and like I one hundred percent include myself in that as well. Absolutely. i am pretty bad at it but i can look at a besage you and go oh sick this is an auto include in every commander deck that can make green mana and is in an order to include in a hell of a lot of competitive decks across multiple formats this is a good card and then i can look at a castle garenbrigg and be like well this is just a crap nick those most of the time like yeah. those two cards are not the same not in the slightest. Not even similar. Once, like, just, I just I yeah. don't understand what happens. Like, I mean, I, yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm sure
1: know. we, I'm sure we talked about it when we looked when we when the card was spoiled or whatever. But I mean, let's look at the, the fact that, like, why specifically Besaidu is one of like the most playable card out of that set and one of yeah. the best cards, well, the best card printed this year. <laughs> Easy, um, but. It's because it's an untapped green source. It doesn't it, why isn't it enter tapped? I have no idea why it enters tapped. Why doesn't it enter tapped It's an untapped green source, so at the absolute worst, it's an untapped green source. It's basically a forest, which matters in your blood moon formats, but um, mm. then we get to the ability which is you can just naturalise a blood moon and they yeah. get to find a land with a basic land type, which can be a triome, but normally if you're getting something out of the way, like a blood moon or like a chalice of the void or like a Insnerium Bridge or something, that's normally worth it. Yeah, and absolutely. it can't be counted. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're discarding it from your hand. It, the ability goes on the stack, so they can stifle it or disallow yeah. it. Stifle but, it, but you, disallow
0: it, and you could you could name um, you can name it with pithing needle, but that's it.
1: Yep, and, and that's going to come up in 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 legacy and modern, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to name Bes- who enjoys on on pithing oh, needle, but
0: you're going to pithing needle name Besedju. There we go. <laughs> it's Paul perigmos all yeah. over again.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and like it's an auto include in <laughs> on Besaju <laughs> who-, who shelters all. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, that is a legal name with Pithing Needle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing, it's an auto-including commander. And when we say auto including commander, that's meaningless. But, you know, every blue deck plays cyclonic Rift, every white deck plays Smothering Tie, therefore every green yeah. deck plays Beseji.
0: Which was which kind of my point. Like, I think these are yeah. the cards you, you should be comparing it to. Like, if you, like, cyclonic uh, Rift, Smothering Tide, Fristic Study, those cards don't get played in 60-card you know, magic, yet they still hold a, a pretty, pretty good like price tag, Besaidu mm-hmm. is going to be as ubiquitous if not more ubiquitous than those cards because it fits into more decks easier so there we go, if it doesn't see any other play in 60 card cut formats you've got a decent floor there anyway and then it does see, a, well, it does and will see a lot of play in those 60 card formats too, so there's just an even higher ceiling on that. It's not
1: Castle Garden Brig. Yeah, and then it's not Castle Garden <laughs> right. And then, then we add in the fact that um, because Kamagawa has low value in terms of opening outside of Biseiju, yeah. less product is going to be opened than the average set. Because when you're trying to yeah. open, uh, you know, Ikoria, for example, which which is, which is was a late bloomer, really, but when you're trying to open all of the Triumphs plus Shark Typhoon plus Lurus, yeah. there's more of an incentive to open that. Like all the Ravnica sets, there's always an incentive to open Ravnica sets because Sharklands there was always an incentive to open War of the Spark because of uh, Finale of Devastation, Teferi, Liliana, whatever. There was always an incentive to open those. The incentive to open Kamigawa is one card, and the chance of you getting that one card is very, very low. So that set's going to be open less. The same has been true for Adventures of the Forgotten Realms, in that the incentive to open Adventures is probably Deadly Disputes at this point. Um, (laughs) You're opening Tiamat, Old Norbone, and uh, nothing. Uh, Which is why stuff like Ingenious Smith
0: is like... I I believe you can still get Cavern of Souls on the list. Sure.
1: Exactly. Right. that <laughs> uh, um, that's the reason. You know, ingenious Myth yeah. is like a quid because it's you know it's a fine card. It's just a it's a glint, glint, nest, grin, glint crane nest hawk glint crane. You know what I mean? Yeah, glint um, crane. It's still it's it's one of those which is a fine effect and is seeing play in like you know hammer decks and whatever. Um, but also it's it's an, an uncommon from a very unopen set, so it's worth money because there are fewer of them just in the ecosystem, and people who aren't in the know just throw them away. Um, and so that's going to push the price up even more. So uh, the the fact that it's, it, it, you know, in in like if we're talking about ex- exclusively min-maxing your commander deck, Besage you should be in every green deck. Yeah. It, yeah, it should should be in every green deck because it's it's just an untapped green source that has absurd potential in terms of interacting with your opponent and then you add on top of the fact that you can life from the loam back in, in Legacy and there are decks that are already playing life from the loam so this is just a free inclusion basically and you can pick it up with Renin and Six which I think might actually be a problem
0: <laughs> yeah, um, quite possibly in, yeah. in,
1: in, in modern um, and the fact there's just people that just maybe just play it because it's it's probably just the best naturalized variant in the yeah. fact that it yeah. can't get countered by a child of the void or by any other counter spell.
0: That's it. That's why you see decks playing it as a one-over or two-over inside boards currently. Because like, we're can't still, be like, st- still, yeah, still definitely experimenting in that space, but it's it's a very good answer to just some of those problematic yeah. hate pieces. Yeah, I, just, you, I just think it's, it's, to... one of, it's one of the best toolbox cards ever printed. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, like if you need to beat an extended or a moon, if you need to beat a tabernacle, <laughs> it Yeah beats a tabernacle because you can destroy another land another land with it like it's it It has abs- absurd potential and it's an auto including commander yeah uh, and it's the only valuable card in a set and people are buying them <laughs> like sure if they start sitting on trade groups and stuff for like 20 quid each and no one's buying then you know the price goes down yeah, but it's it's always the people that are like, oh, this will go down because it's a rare in a booster pack, which is, which is that means nothing. Yeah, yeah, R- rarity basically means nothing. The, the sheer volume of product being opened, the rarity of a card barely makes a difference. You see, mythic planeswalkers at like three pounds because they're unplayable. They're, like they're not they don't have some kind of intrinsic insane value because they're mythics. Um, most of the time, like. It's not random. Yahoo's buying a box at release and opening it. That's <laughs> creating the the supply of besages in the world. It's yeah stores opening hundreds of boxes at release and listing them for prices that sell. And you know, Star City Games have, you know, Channel 5 will have all their pre. Oh, Channel Fireball don't do it anymore, I suppose, because they're in the marketplace now. Um, is they when they pre-sell, they put up twenty copies knowing that they're going to be opening uh, probably based on averages 100 copies so they pre-sell their besedges at 40 bucks and see what the price is after and those ones have sold and then they've got a bunch more that they're not putting on the market yet yeah because if you put them all at $40 then they all go at $40 and you're like oh god it was actually a $60 card but it's these places that are are providing 90% of the number of copies in the world so um yeah this is why this card is worth money for all of these. Fa- it's a perfect confluence of all of these factors.
0: Yeah, definitely. The it, same,
1: same is true for Ragavan. The same is true for Solitude. <laughs> but I sold my Solitude for twenty five yeah, pounds. But, why is it sixty pounds? Because yeah, someone bought it, it for twenty five pounds and then bought three other copies from other people for twenty five pounds. And but other even four then, copies that, in circulation.
0: Ragavan, Ragavan gets, <laughs> gets, gets banned in modern. Ragavan's Ragavan plummets hard. I think. Besaidia gets banned in gets banned in modern i doubt anything happens most people will be playing in the commander decks anyway
1: yeah it, it's it, yeah um it's just understanding that that what what influences the price of these things
0: yeah yeah um, definitely the, the rarity doesn't really mean you know, i mean i'm looking at the, the adventures and forgotten realms page on MDG stocks currently it's like you get 25 eliwick TumbleStrums for the price of one You it's yeah. <laughs> like 25 like and that's a mythic from a... <laughs> yeah it,
1: it, exactly oh. like, the it, i just i don't know i don't know the 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 conclusions that people draw on from not even incomplete data but just misunderstanding complete data is yeah yeah it's bizarre it's just like these people will say things that like there have been people whose job it has been to uh, price and sell magic cards. For like nearly thirty years now, and there are trends. Yeah, um, and you know they're hard, slightly hard to read now with like loads of r- r- variants and stuff, and like yeah. borderless and extended and whatever. But it, those trends are still they still exist. <laughs> these are still near enough absolute truths in terms of magic cards. Yeah, and I feel like it's trend.
0: it's just something that I feel like I'm seeing more and more and more of these days. Like whenever a pre-release rolls around, there's like. A couple of copies of like a a chase variant foil. Like people, it's like someone will, will open one and they'll be like, "Oh, prices on card market are two uh, two hundred pounds. There's only one listed. Surely this isn't worth that, is it?" And it's like, "Well, give it give it time." This happens every time. Every time there's a pre release, yeah, it like it's the same people asking the same questions, and it's like, what, Why? I don't know. I just don't understand why people don't learn yeah. things."
1: Well, okay, so so one one of this all art chase foil is listed for two hundred euros, so that is the current wrap price, right? Yeah. If you are talking like pure, pure layman terms, that's the current price.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's that's the cheapest price I can buy it for now. If I yeah. wanted to buy that now, yeah.
1: And then someone else with a card market account opens one and goes, hmm, that two hundred euro one has sat there for about forty eight hours now and hasn't sold. Maybe I'll try it at one eighty. Yeah. See if that sells. And then someone else, well, those two are sat there for a while. I'll try this at 150. Ooh, it's sold at 150. And then there is data. <laughs> that is a piece of data that you can use. Yeah. So then everyone goes, sweet, 150. And the one, if they don't sell at that price, it goes down. Oh, the oh, uh, sorry, the Mirthless in foil will be 25 pounds because of all these ones. That are, oh, it's still 120 euros? No way it's almost as if they sell at that price, so that's the price. Yeah, yeah. So it was always this thing with like, oh, it only takes, if it only costs 50p to assemble an iPhone, why are they worth nearly a thousand pounds? Because everyone buys them at a thousand pounds? Because they were introduced to the market at that price and everyone went, yes, this seems like a reasonable price to pay for this technology, so I will buy it. And of course we're ignoring, you know, slave labor and not paying tax and how much of a bastard every massive company is but yeah. you know what I mean like sure the component parts are worth nothing magic cards are worth nothing they're worth pennies like they're pieces of paper <laughs> yeah with some pretty ink on them like they're not worth anything intrinsically but you assign them value because you pay for them <sighs> I don't know how many times we can have this rant you know
0: yeah they're the same That's it. I just I don't know I <laughs> it just it seemed to hit me harder this time than it has recently I guess I guess I don't know last time it it, it it, it did hit, was was Crimson Vow specifically with that Alacard Zoran, but it's just, yeah, the same thing every time, it's like we have the same conversations every set, or whenever there's like a new fancy version of something that's pretty yeah. comparable to the last time there was a fancy version of, of this thing, like trends, trends exist, data trends exist, and, and have done for years, absolute years I don't think I'm particularly intelligent, yeah, I can Read a data trend and figure it out. Why can't everybody else?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, so he's like, oh, why is why is Solitude fifty pounds? That's so much money. Like, okay, well, why do you care at the price of Solitude? Well, because I need to buy four. Like, you found your answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not the only person that thinks that Solitude is a good card and wants to own four of them for a deck. Yeah, you are not the only person that wants to buy. So you are not the only person that wants to buy a Smothering Tithe You are not the only person that wants to buy a Cyclonic Rift. Everyone else thinks it's good too, but yeah. some people have more money than others. Uh, and they can afford to buy them and they will continue to be sold to <laughs> you, you know why is this money Because it's like, like the whole crypto thing why why is this cryptocurrency worth this much because idiots bought it yeah. this NFT is worth 10,000 pounds because someone which has been minted on <laughs> this super legit blockchain paid 10,000 pounds for it <laughs> yeah that's why it's worth that much money as soon as people stop paying money for it it'll be worth nothing if, if Solitudes didn't sell at all for the next six months they'd be worth nothing but they will continue to sell <laughs> because you want them Ugh. things worth money because you pay money is basically how it works
0: yeah Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I'm just, just tie the scene the same old serial things, but I think I think that this one in particular was just like I don't know. It was just getting to me, like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I just felt like I, I had to make the take that no, actually, but Seiju is a much better card than Ragavan. No, it's like and people know, and people just to, people just lose their minds, and it's like, well, I
1: don't know. Here's, all, here's to, all the
0: reasons why.
1: It's hard to have these conversations without sounding like an absolute asshole. Or yeah. Like sounding really elitist or sanctimonious, and it's just like you know, I'll get messages from friends being like, Oh, why is this? and I'll be like, Oh, this is my specialist subject, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like
0: why, why is this card expensive? Or oh, because it's ex- because it's going to be played of in pretty much every single deck in the only format that matters, like, oh, yeah, but, no, no, but nobody plays this in, in Legacy, well, yeah, okay, cool, but <laughs> Josh yeah, Lee Choir plays one to two million people every week, like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is this card expensive? uh because because it, all the people buy it. So, but I don't want to buy it. Okay.
0: Cool. <laughs>
1: I don't want to pay that much for it. Okay, then don't. That's an option. <laughs> yeah. There are many things I wish I owned that I don't because I do not have the money. <laughs> uh, I think mean, yeah, it's getting into a whole other conversation. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to like. I think part of most of the problem is with Magic the Gathering is is because it's a, a thing that you get so into. Yeah. I think people will just kind of I don't know assume that they know everything and as someone who is massively entrenched in this game more than basically anyone I know uh, I still don't know everything and there's always learning curves and always things to remember and things to forget and things that change and you know a random person isn't gonna make specs shouldn't make specs shouldn't uh, uh, assert things about card price you know, there are people like, how should I price my cards? Oh, you should exclusively use Delva Lens. Like, no, you shouldn't. No, yeah. Why is no one buying my cards? Because you, you're trying to sell to people in the UK using Delva Lens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sell to people, or or you, you're, you've you got the Magic Card Market and you've filtered by seller location, United Kingdom, and everything costs 20% more than anything else in Card Market.
1: Well, like, com, where you can use the promo code HWFD5 to get 5% off your order, sells this for £40 so I'm going to sell it for £40 as well so, okay well you know Manalik.com have have spent 20 plus years as a business building confidence and building building customer confidence and, and a reputation that you random man on the internet have not built, I don't yeah. know who you are you can, I don't know if you, I can get my money back if something goes wrong You can get a receipt from Manalik.com hmm it arrives with an invoice <laughs> yeah if you we are contactable by phone by email by facebook messenger if something goes wrong with your order someone will reply to you almost instantaneously instantaneously apologizing for the mistake and trying to rectify it and possibly offering you something else as well as the the replacement for your order whatever the hell's gone wrong you're just a random fucking guy that as soon as i go uh my car didn't arrive you block me on facebook why the hell am i paying you money i want to pay you Thirty pounds on a forty-pound card because I accept the risk that uh, something bad might happen because you're just some guy trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. Um. Ugh, God, I don't. There's so many branches to this conversation. Um. The will be well, much like a twenty pounds for ages. <laughs> yeah, much like <laughs> a tree. Um. Yeah. This this fucking discourse endures as much as Besegu does, huh?
0: Yeah. It's such a sweet card, though.
1: Yeah, it's it's an excellent card. It's, it's a great card, and it's going to be played forever until it's banned. Yeah, um, and then it'll still like, be
0: played because commander exists.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, we said when we said when we were discussing it. Like, I love the pushed answers rather than the push threats.
0: Yeah, definitely. I don't love yeah.
1: I don't love vale of summer quite so much, but um, as a design. But this this is the thing. Like, you, it's I, really hard to ban answers. It's really hard yeah. to ban things that interact. You know,
0: I I think Vale's an interesting one. I I certainly. I don't know. I I kind of I don't love it being played against me, but I I do I do think it's a very. I mean, obviously it's a good card, but I, I do think it is quite a good answer for what it is. I think I don't know. I'm not a game designer. I don't know how to tweak the knobs to make it a little bit better. But I like that you 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 have an answer to Thoughtseize that like doesn't put you down a card like. Because if, if your opponent casts Thoughtseize and you cast vale or somewhere to give yourself hexproof, essentially, then it's still a one for one, but at least. Vailus and lets you draw a card too. So yeah, yes. I, I like that. I like really, really like that. That, which I guess is arguably the you know the most powerful thing about it. But I, I think it's Vailus. Veil. Vailus great, and I definitely, definitely do love stuff like this. Like push dancers, much rather see twelve different types of pesadus than I don't know one. Or I guess I'd much rather see one pesadus than twelve different types of question beasts it's just it's a much more I- interesting card as well to like to look at and like you have options you have like so many different things oh should i play it as a land or should i hold it in case they have this instead of just like, i'm just going to slam this thing on the board and then I'm not even going to think about what it does because it's got too many words written on it it's just all the Can abilities I, I just win the game
1: i cannot believe you'd attack me like this on my own podcast <laughs> so we make the questing beast and then my opponent dies <laughs> yeah. I don't have to yeah. think. I don't have to think. <laughs> That's it. I, uh, I
0: saw. I saw somebody. Somebody posted it. Um, like a, like an alt that they'd done of the of like like a magic player rewards question beast, or it's like a full art question beast. And I was kind of like, well, like this is fine because nobody knows what the card does anyway. It doesn't matter what's written on it. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's a four mana four four legendary creature beast. It has death touch haste and vigilance. Can't okay. be blocked by creatures of power two or less. And when it does damage to a player, it does damage to a planeswalker ty- to a planeswalker they control. It's easy, Joe.
0: That's not the whole card.
1: Oh Christ! What else does it do?
0: Dam damage cannot be prevented.
1: Dam- damage can ah, There's always one thing I forget. Yeah, the best thing about it is that it can it can be blocked by a Trina Nemesis and kill it. <sighs> yeah, man, I was close though.
0: I, it's not even that. It's combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. It's not even damage can be, can't be prevented.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I was that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Nobody,
0: literally nobody, literally nobody knows what this card does. You could absolutely do a do a full art version of it because it doesn't matter. Yeah. We know it's a four like, mana four 4 and if it sticks around, you're probably fucked. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you, if you let them untap with it, after <laughs> you once you're probably dead. Uh, if you let them untap with it, it's got vigilance. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> it doesn't untap. untap with. It. Go to our Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought I knew it, but I didn't. Uh, Nobody
0: does. Uh, it's a stupid card. At least beside you, we know what it does. <laughs> it's super cool, yep. and yeah, I, I I hope we see more answers like this. I think that's, that's the thing. I guess we we did talk about a, a couple of other cards from the set that we have that sort of similar thing. Like you see with Lion Sash as well. Like th- that card's sweet, super super cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Feels like a pushed answer. It it is. I think it it's a very good white version of a scavenger news, and I think scavenger news is 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 certainly a threat, but also very much an answer too. And that that's what I, that's yeah. what, what I want to see from Magic going forward. More of that kind of stuff than oh, it's just the the big bomb monster that you play in your deck and it hits the battlefield and you win the game. Don't think. Just click next game on Arena.
1: Yeah, less. Less Euros and Okos and more besages and veil of summer's please. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And other colours of cards, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those were all green cards. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. Uh,
1: yeah. No, but, but the main thing is that stop talking about rarity in terms of price. it does, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Li- 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 lion, 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 diamond, diamond, lion. That's a rare in a premium booster pack. It is. I'll give you. 10p for it. <laughs> the sold. That it's means, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the fact. Yeah, exactly. Right. The fact that it's rare means fuck all. Please stop. Please, please stop. Just stop. Is my yeah. advice.
0: Yeah, just stop.
1: <laughs> and it's like, like I, because I I, you know, I, about, I, I don't want people to feel bad for not knowing. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I, I'm really like, trying. Like, like not I said, to be... like,
0: card evaluation is difficult, and I absolutely suck at it too. Uh, uh, there's also like. I love awful cards. Absolutely love awful cards, and and would pay over the odds for awful cards. But like, I think you know, look at the data.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think the the thing with me is like, I'm aware that I just sound like a dickhead <laughs> uh, having this conversation, like telling people things that they don't know. And my problem is absolutely not in the not knowing. Uh, we all didn't know things. I don't know lots of things. Um, I'm very bad at a lot of things, and I didn't know a lot about Magic when I started playing. Uh, yeah. I still don't know a lot about Magic, and I'm not very good at playing. But it's the people that will say wrong things and assert them that it's my problem, that will just... Well, I reckon this is true, so I'm going to say it as a fact. Like Someone's asking for advice uh, about something or like asking how something works. You see it in the the like the judge group on Facebook, right? The judge and rules, group, rules yeah. question group. Where people who are not judges will just snap off and answer a question that is completely wrong, and then a judge who is you know trained <laughs> to know how magic rules work will have to correct them, and there are rules in place. And I particularly enjoyed when uh, they posted the updated like, please, if you're not a judge, do not comment on this first, because they need people need correct rulings. That's why they're in this group. And someone went, oh, can I not post then? And they went, well, are you not a judge? And they went, no, I'm not a judge. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, that's his words have meaning um it's it's yeah, it's the this is true because of this when you absolutely have no idea what you're talking about, yeah yeah um, that I find f- frustrating and is actively bad and misleads people <laughs> like I'm not gonna take the piss if you don't know something, but if you're like be is just Gatel Garbri and will be worth two pounds, then I'm going to take the piss out of you because you're an idiot, and that it's objectively wrong based on very easy to find data,
0: yeah, it's not yeah. some kind of
1: magical thing you have to you know be an oracle to understand it's just like line go up or line go down that is the direction of the line <laughs> start making shit up based on the fact that it's a rare in a booster pack because that doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah i mean yeah my main problem is with people who don't shut up online which is very uh, hypocritical of me <laughs> so, yeah. at least i know stuff you know
0: and on that note, I think that's all we have time for this week. Come let us know your feelings about Beseju or rares or uncommons that are worth money. What just just mm-hmm. come engage with us. It's a fun time. You can hit us up on Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if we've really enjoyed anything in this episode, I'd like to give back in monetary value, you can it, try that one again. You can hit us up at Patreon. We've got patreon.com slash arrow of devastation, where tears start from as little as one dollar per month, for roughly 20, 25 cents per episode
1: maybe if enough people give us money on patreon you'll be able to get through the patreon pitch
0: yeah maybe <laughs> without stumbling <laughs> over your own words uh this
1: podcast is brought to you by Manalink.com where you can go and use promo code hofd5 to get five percent of your whole order including Kamagawa seal product and singles does that good do procedure you we don't have any because they're a good card that everyone has bought but yeah <laughs>
0: Awesome. If you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter, I'm at Peach Garden Oath. It's Oath with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the Magic groups. Guess what I'm talking about? And on Twitch, I am Twitch.tv/peachgardenoath. I stream Magic every Friday night. We do a whole lot, lot of limited. Uh, it's a good time. Come hang out.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Jean Snailer. Nice. Just, I'm just going to con- continue to, to talk about how millennials need to calm down. About being old.
0: Well, some of us are old, right?
1: Yeah, man, like I'm 28, right? Like, you're, you're two years older than me, it's not that much of a difference, but it's just, a, you know, the
0: whole. <laughs> you say that now, just the, the second you cross that threshold into your 30s. Oh, man, like, I don't give this, a I, I don't feels give a shit.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> Now you do, hairli- just wait. My
1: hairline's been receding for three years, I've had grey hairs for seven years, my knees hurt all of the time, uh, I, I, I'm old, I don't care. <laughs> um, it was just mainly the Super Bowl thing, you know, where people were like, they they heard "Inda Club by 50 Cent, which came out like in 2004 or something, and everyone was like, yeah, this is a song and a halftime show for the, the hip young people. Oh, wait, we're actually older than we thought we were, which is just so many people were saying that, and there were so many likes on those tweets. Like, Did you really think that Eminem's Lose Yourself was a current and relevant record? You, this reminded you that you're old
0: I, yeah I, I don't well, know if it was if it was necessarily oh, a current and, and relevant record I think it was more of like the nostalgia hits from these songs and oh actually all of these artists are really old now and when did this come out oh it was a long time ago now oh there's no going back
1: but yeah yeah sure but like I don't know that should have hit you a while ago <laughs> there's no going back people age we're all going to die if it makes you feel any really better you and most people listening to the podcast probably won't die of old age. You'll probably die because you don't have clean drinking water. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> the climate apocalypse will kill just you before... By dysentery. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The climate apocalypse will kill you before anything else does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Remember, you're not going to make it to old age. All of this conversation is completely pointless. Talking about the fucking price of Magic the Gathering cards. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people that are like, oh yeah, Eminem's my favourite. And you're like, yeah, you're old then. <laughs> Dr. Dre's The Chronic came out 300 years ago. Please, <laughs> please stop forgetting game. <laughs> like, it's, you're old. It's, it's fine. You've been old for quite some time. And, you know, they'll say that in one breath and the next be like, oh, this hyperpop stuff is a bit bizarre. I'm like, y- yes, because you're not paying attention because you're old and you're stuck in your ways. And that's fine. Just be old. Don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm so old. You're old. It's fine. You're not going to die of old age, don't just, worry.
0: Just, just wait. we will just wait. Just wait. The second you cross that threshold, in your yeah, thirties, cri- you'll, you'll have the crisis too. You'll have the crisis yeah, too. Yeah, sure,
1: man. I'm more than ready to eat crow. I, I, it's cool. I, <laughs> I look, I look forward to it. But by the time I'm thirty, the world will be more on fire than it currently is. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, maybe. Who knows?
1: And, I, and I'll regret all that time I didn't recycle because <laughs> that would have really fucking helped.
0: And on that note, we're <laughs> the second hour. Once again, the Godfather has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.